this is probably one of the most under not underrated but like this is like a sleeper film in a way like unless you really wanted to give this a chance when it came out last year i don't know if you would really understand how good it was without actually going to it with an open mind the blackening is so much of what like scream mixed with being more like scary movie is sort of meant to be portraying it's sort of this interesting mix of film tropes that are actually you know based around the the obvious the character of the, the 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 black actor in a horror film while making fun of all those tropes it also kind of heightens those tropes to the extent of how scary not scary movie um scream does you know scream is one of the first movies of its kind to kind of take that idea of explaining what a horror movie is and using that as the backbone of its entire premise and its foundation the blackening does the exact same thing it's just meant to sort of be more of a comedy and it plays on the idea of obvious you know pseudo racial tropes of you know black characters and black actors in horror films essentially and it's extremely entertaining i really enjoyed it from start to finish and i'm really upset that it's not more successful you know with a budget of like five million it only made like 17 million in the box office that's a little upsetting i do see that the the critic response though was really high which is nice i'm hoping they do a sequel to it i think it deserves one uh, it came out June 16th, which is obviously Juneteenth, so there's another trope. And if they wanted to do a sequel, I think the best thing to do would be to do it on Juneteenth of the next year. I feel like following that pattern, almost like if they were able to follow the pattern of coming out with a, a Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th every year, I think that would be perfect as well. But they can't always do that. They can't always make that work. But if they can do that here, I think that's a nice little piece of movie uh, trivia or a little movie detail for this film moving forward. So the stereotypes it kind of revolves around, like I said, it's just the idea of what the the known uh, horror film tropes are for the black characters in most horror films for at least the last 30 years. So what's the premise of the film? These eight friends, six, eight, there's two that are already there and then I think six show up. So these eight friends are meant to all meet up at this cabin in the woods to celebrate Juneteenth. They get like an Airbnb and they are planning to throw this huge party. And then what happens is they are, they go to the game room to kind of pick out games to play and they find this board game. And on the very center of this board game, sort of like trouble or like life, there's this little character that basically looks like it has the resemblance of the Jim Crow blackface with the big, thick red lips and how it's really dark with wide, white eyes. That's dead center on this board. And essentially, the board is kind of this vessel, so to speak, for the people who are kind of meant to torture the guests of the house to kind of tell them they have to play this board game. And essentially, what the board game entails is them answering a bunch of questions regarding, you know, pop culture and how it has this sort of you know, lack of any sort of ethnic background to it. You know, like one of the questions is how many black actors have been on Friends? 
we all know that's an obvious joke on the show, and it's and it's been around for years. This idea that Friends was really predominantly white and had very few ethnic characters ever incorporated into the story whatsoever. People still like Friends, and people make fun of it for that. And this movie kind of plays on that as well as other things within pop culture and film and television history. So, of course, you have this couple who's there first. They obviously fail the game, and they're the first ones to, to get murdered. And so everybody else starts showing up. They start introducing the characters. Uh, you know, some obvious tropes here. The couple who isn't supposed to be together but is together. Uh, the really weird friend who they kind of knew from high school but he's kind of nerdy and they don't really like him. All these kind of tropes are there. They all go into the house, start partying. Eventually they start asking questions. Where, is, where are these guys? They were supposed to be here already. They stumble in to the game room as well, and then they get stuck playing the game. And then they also are just asked a bunch of, you know, obvious questions of the same cultural points of view to the point where they start also trying to, like, kind of fight back, but also, like, still being hunted. And the person hunting them wears, like, this creepy dominatrix-style leather mask with a lot of, like, zippers. It's very weird to look at. And he try and he's like is trying to kill them with a crossbow. There are some you know moments that are meant to be you know jokingly frightening, but they're really not if you're sort of expecting things to happen. You know, arrows come shooting out of pure darkness. Nobody wanting to go down the really really dark stairwell. None of that. What I do like the most about it is once they kind of learn that they're being hunted, all of the necessary choices that are made moving forward kind of leads to them all sort of doing the same things you expect in a horror film, but what I love the most is no, nobody really dies. They all essentially survive, except for the couple at the beginning, and they all kind of go through this path of trying to go down this path of trying to figure out how to sort of beat these guys that are hunting them, and eventually they learn that there's more than one of them, and of course they're all, they're all, they all turn out to be white and they all turn out to be racist and just hicks that lad live in the area and that's what they do they rent out this airbnb and they hunt the people just so happen to be black and they murder them because that's what they do they're, they're psychopaths but the even weirder thing is that they're controlled by the nerdy guy that's a that was a really interesting twist to it because essentially what the whole premise of his reasoning behind why he's doing this to all his quote-unquote friends is that they always made fun of him for not being black enough so he created this idea of challenging people you know challenging the people he was surrounded by to prove if they were black enough, because that's really what the premise of the of the, the the creepy board game is to prove your level of blackness in a way. And so he decides that he's fed up with people not believing, not but not not believing, but like making fun of him for not appearing to be, you know, black enough for them in their circle of friends. And that's why he goes on this killing spree of all of these people. This is just a really fun movie because it's it just reminds me of all the good things about films, like I said, like the first scary movie, or even like, like Scream. This really is this generation's Scream for me because you could literally do a film like this with any trope or any set of tropes you want, and it would still be just as good because the idea of 
putting it out there in this fashion to kind of shine a light on the tropes of film and television to me, I think isn't, isn't done enough. And maybe to some, it's, it might, shouldn't, it might, it might, it probably shouldn't be done. Maybe that's something that you shouldn't touch and it should just be there. You know, it's sort of what you expect, but I think at this point in like film history and, you know, as cinema progresses and gets more or forces itself to get more unique, to really drag people in to watch it, we're kind of over a lot of those tropes and maybe it is a necessary moment to kind of call out these tropes in a way that's sort of creative that's what scream did and i feel like that's what the blackening is offering as well so when you look at it from that perspective you could essentially do a lot more than that because to take that kind take this idea and call out what we know about movies like imagine uh, tropes that were called out in, like, say, action movies, how they always portray a uh, grenade as causing the biggest explosion ever. That doesn't... That, that's not real. Grenades don't explode like they do in the action movies of the 80s and the 90s. Grenades do very little damage to anything, and they mostly just shoot out shrapnel. They don't do anything of the amount of devastation that is portrayed in any of these films. So if you had a movie that called it, that stuff out, that movie would have more brownie points for me than any action movie that's trying to take itself overly serious. And I think that's the other thing, is that they don't take themselves so seriously with this film. It's very fun and a very enjoyable comedy horror to watch if you haven't seen it already. And truthfully, I think you should. Uh, another interesting little snippet is that this is based on some sort of, like, um, uh, like bit. It's like a short film, which I didn't know about. It's by a troupe. Uh, a comedy troupe called Three Pete. They apparently did a short film that's very similar to this. I've never seen it, and I actually, if you go to the the Wikipedia page, there's no like link to click on for either Three Pete or their their based on portion that says the blackening as a short film it's based off of. So I don't know where this is, but I would totally love to find it, and maybe I'll try to dig on YouTube for a little bit. Uh, after I'm done recording this and trying to find that short film, because I'd like to see its its roots and what the uh, what the short film kind of had to offer over what they turned into this this more the higher extended film. Uh, but yeah, to totally give this movie a chance if you haven't already.